ears to good friends. Cheers. 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 Hmm. That's sort of an oaky afterbirth. What was that? She did tell me to uh, get a beer and some cheese fries over at Eskimo Joe's. That's very nice, lovely. I only hope you feel this way when I'm done. Because I could destroy this night in two seconds. Why is that funny? <laughs> well, I think it's a bit funny to be trying to define nothing. <laughs> Smooth as a bourbon on a summer day. Strong as a peated scotch in the winter night. This is a fair warning. The Catholic Man Show is about to begin. Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Full house tonight. I'm Adam Minahan here with David Niles. We just got done playing some epic, an epic basketball game. It was one for the ages. It was a good game. I didn't really want to play, but then once we got going, it was fun. It was fun, yeah. Um, We had an Exodus 90 party. Like after party, so to speak, and Luke, actually, I'll let you tell the moment with Luke. Oh yes, so um, I don't know if I, I don't know if we if I mentioned this. I, I, think I feel like maybe we, we did, had, but let, but so he was doing Exodus ninety and for sort of, yeah yeah he so he was doing he was doing like Exodus light, light. you know it's for he's, for a nine year old yeah and he's nine years old. So he was taking cold showers. Mm-hmm. And it was one of his four that he picked. And uh, at the beginning of Exodus, when he started doing it, I was impressed. And so I told him, like, Luke, he, you know, he's my godson. I said, if you, if you can take cold showers the whole time, I'll give you $100. And I didn't think that I was actually going to have to fork it out. Because, uh, you know, cold showers are... <laughs> 90 days is a long time for right. that kind of thing. But man, he did it. He stuck it out. So today at, at the party, I the right after we prayed, or right before we prayed, maybe. You're right, yeah. Everyone was gathered. It was the moment of uh, maximum embarrassment, you know, for Luke. Who, and, who also, he's like, he doesn't like to, he's not a center of attention kind of guy. He's a lot like me yeah, in that way. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, presented him with a crisp, Hundred dollar bill. You know you can't. It's very ceremonious, like ceremonial. Like you yeah. did a, a good job, like building it up. And he was like excited, even though he was, you know, center of attention. He was like excited about it. Yeah, like, he was like, "This is his moment." Yeah, I mean, I think he's excited that he did it. Right. You know, too, not just for the money. Yeah, yeah. But did you know at the bank you just can't you can't say, "Hey, I want a crisp hundred dollar bill." Like you just have to at the bank I go to. They have like this machine, and they're like, "Look, just." What you get is what you get. Yeah, like we mm. can't pick it; mm. it just comes out. I didn't. Pretty lame. That. Pretty lame. So we had all the guy like so. Luke wanted to get a basketball game going with the XS ninety guys. The, yeah. the the men who've done XS ninety, he wanted to have a basketball game, and we were like, uh, kind of like you. I wasn't really wanting to do it. I but, wanted to stay in my chair. Right. Yeah. <laughs> kind of wanted to just feast and relax. Uh, but we were playing and it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, 
he he you could just tell that he was he was very much into it yeah no and it was a good game mm-hmm. i'm just like right now i am maybe the sorest i've ever been okay can i just oh okay let's talk about the whiskey for a second because then i also want to give you props and give you a hard time okay so tonight we're drinking Kilkeman's uh, 100% Isla edition. It's their 12th edition for the 2022 limited limited edition. It smells um, really good. It's single farm, single malt, so from from uh, farm to table, so to speak. Okay. It's 100% from Isla. That's cool that it's a single farm. I mm-hmm. I think that's cool. They only they only release this once a year. This is the 20 like I said 2022 edition. Kilkeman is is one of those distilleries that is very much under the radar until you try like it's almost like Dalmore as well for a Highland like mm. Dalmore doesn't get the race uh the attention. name recognition yeah maybe attention as from scotch people cuz you know you always say oh you should try Glenmorangie or you should try you know uh something like that you know right the glens Glen, any yeah, of the glens uh and, and then once you try all those and then try Dalmore you're like mm, that Dalmore is delicious yeah uh Kilkelman is 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 similar in insofar as for an Isla Scotch, you know, it's the Lafroigs, Ardbegs, uh, Lagavulins that always get the, you know, the the attention. But mm-hmm. Kilkeman's is always very uh, rich, complex. It's not as peaty as as normal, like as the Lafroigs, but it has the a little peat to it. That is nice. Um, well, we haven't even cheers. Sorry, yet. we're on the Lord's team. <laughs> the wings. <laughs> so raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus. Cheers, cheers, gentlemen. Um, yeah, so this is, this is, uh, at least eight years, minimum of eight years. Okay. Uh, finished in, uh, bourbon barrel and Oloroso sherry butts. So it marries kind of. Yeah, the, I like the Oloroso finish on it. It's nice. Okay, good, good, good. Um, I do like the Isla pairings with, with the sherry mm-hmm. because it gives it kind of, it's like, you know, the, the sweet and salty, the, the, the sweet and Isla, uh, peatiness. Yeah. No, I, this is fantastic. Well, good. It's a it was a it's a little bit of over a hundred dollar bottle. Okay. So it it's a limited edition. Uh, sure. They only put it out once a year. I think they only have. Is this is that right? Did I read this right? That they only. There's only like over twelve thousand bottles made. If I were them, I would start making this all the time. Bottle and batch. Yeah, twelve thousand five hundred bottles. Wow. That's not very many. Not very many. So, yeah, I wonder how many barrels that is. I mean, that's th- that really is a small, small release. Hmm. Isn't that incredible? Wow, that is just that is, that's exactly this is exactly what I want a whiskey to taste like. That is delicious. What do you think, Jim, on the yummy scale? This is up there, four point nine five. Four point nine five. We have incre- increased every single week, and so. we've gone to two decimal points now. <laughs> Just for those who are tracking. It's, yeah. It's never going to five. It's never going to five. Okay. It's never going to go to five, but we have reached a 4.95, which is pretty high. We also have... That's, uh, guys, that's amazing. I mean... Would you like to introduce our, our other guest in the in uh, Yes, yeah. So we have Aaron with us today. Uh, mm-hmm. If you've been to the camp out, then you've been the last two years, right, Aaron? Yeah. yeah. Um, then you'll remember, you'll remember Aaron. He... Mm-hmm. Came to hang out with us today, drink some whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, 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 happy to be here. We also have Juan on the buttons. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Juan stabbed himself with a fish hook the other day. 
Well, we can tell that here in a minute. I want to talk about the, that was a really funny story. Um, you know, that's, that's I'm just one, glad that I'm that, just glad that that, that is one good thing about some, somebody else we can tell stories about. <laughs> I said I was about to say that's one good thing about having Juan as as one of our best friends is it keeps the stories in the hopper. Like there's right. always a story that we could always tell. So I want I do want to give you props first. Okay. Uh, because. You know, this whole ranching thing has been difficult. Yes. Uh, and, but you've been working diligently uh, and uh, been persevering in all the obstacles and challenges that it, it has uh, shown itself to be. Thank you. Thank you. I also want to give you a hard time. Yes, of course. Because <laughs> when we were talking about getting cows... The episode before you said, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get cows. I was like, oh, yeah, that's like, I can't believe you're doing it that quick. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm about to do it. And I was like, well, how's your fence? It's fine. And it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. And then the next week. That is it's, hilarious. And the next week the is like, very... okay, so I got cows. And in three minutes, the cows. And it turns out my fence is not fine. <laughs> the cows were in the park in three minutes after, I, after they were here. You know, in my defense. <laughs> ooh, in my defense. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, the reason I said it was fine is because I Posted had it. I had ranchers tell me, "Yeah, it's fine," and so I said, "Sweet," but it wasn't. But it wasn't fine. The thing is, that was just not true. Right? It was not fine at all. So, okay, and then also like, but I, said, I have a new fence now. But you brand do have new, a new fence. New fence. Which was good that you, you used uh, some Catholic boys to get those. Get it was that a, put it was up. a great job. I hired a 15-year-old and a 18-year-old, and they brought their young, some of their younger brothers. And they just um, got after it. And they did. They did a great job on this fence. Building a barbed wire fence is not hard. Um, they did have a tractor with an auger. So um, that made things... A lot easier. Way easier. Uh, yeah. But it was a great job like for them just to go out there. Hard work. It is hard work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, driving 170, 160 T posts yeah. into the ground. You know, but difficult. Yeah. Props to them um, because they did. A, they did a really good job. So Friday night. Uh, so we have a new retreat center here in in the Diocese of Tulsa in Stillwater. It's a uh, uh, Our Lady of Grace retreat center, Catholic retreat center. I was there with for the dedication mass. I got home really late. Uh-huh. Uh, I was trying to be with a you know, get the kids all down and then hang out with Haley for a little bit. And we were going to do the baby bottles, like, but I just, there's just no way. Couldn't, yep. couldn't do it. Yep. I had, you know, I was going to be with Haley. And then all of a sudden I get a call from Juan. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll take the, I'll take the call. See, Cause he knew I was with Haley. So I was like, obviously he's calling for a reason. So I, so I pick up and I was like, Hey Juan, what's up? And he goes, Hey man, I have a fish hook in my leg. It's like, no, no, I'm sorry. He said, he said, uh, I'm sorry, he didn't say that. He goes, uh, so do you know how to get a fish hook out of out of somebody? I was like, okay, Juan, is it you or the kid? Yeah. Like, that was my first kid. First thought, I was like, is it you or the kid that has the fish hook in him? And as I said, is it you or the kid? Haley in the background was just hearing my conversation. She heard me say that, and she goes, is Juan okay? <laughs> that was... Because she knew, she did not know I was talking to Juan, but as soon as I said, is it you or is it the kid? She knew. She knew. It must be Juan. It's got to be Juan. So on the other side of this break, <laughs> uh, we will we'll quickly get into the story of me pulling a fish hook out of Juan's leg. 
and give one props too. I gotta give one props to it. Yeah, I think I think that's actually appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we're gonna jump into the topic because we got a lot to cover tonight. If you've ever done Exodus ninety before, you know how Easter can easily go from feasting to binging in no time. Even if you've had a really great Lent, regardless of if you did Exodus ninety or not, there's a temptation to slide back into these old ways, these old habits, and even maybe worse, uh, becoming less disciplined than when you were when you started Lent. This year, the team of Exodus 90 has built out a 50-day journey through East, through the Easter season. Yes, Easter is 50 days long, not just one Sunday in April. And during these 50 days, it's an invitation into understanding true Christian feasting. The fact of the matter is, we need structure, even in feasting. So they've put together a plan of life to help keep some guardrails from temptations of going too far and binging for over the next couple months. You can join them now by going to startmyexodus.com and jump into today's readings and reflections on the Acts of the Apostles. Go to startmyexodus.com. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. Here with Adam Minahan. About pop my neck out. Careful. Juan has been seeing a chiropractor. Maybe he can help. You. He can help. Yeah. So, so Juan calls me. He says, uh, he, he tells me he has a fish hook in his leg. I'm like, okay, can you can you take a picture of it and show it to me? So he takes a picture. He sends it to me, and I see it. Okay, it's a treble hook, which is not good. Yeah, uh, yeah it's kind of a big hook. Yeah. So the treble hooks, you know, those are the it's, three. It hooks. wasn't like a small perch hook or right. anything. So I was like, okay, Juan. I first said, Juan, do you have any beer? And he said, yes. He said, yes. I said, okay, get the beer. Do not move. Do not do anything. I will be right over. One only lives a mile away, so it You're takes right. me yeah, a, it's a no few big seconds. Deal. Yeah. So I go to grab uh, a couple of my uh, pliers that, that that I knew I would need. I get over there. The hook is completely in. Like the whole barb and 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 uh, hook is completely in his leg. And it kind of bent too. So and it, it bent. So it is out. straight in. Uh, it, and it's not poking back out of the skin. Right. And so I like, I know with the barb, like, you know, the barb is made so that it doesn't come back out. Right. You know, that's why the fish get hooked because it doesn't come out. So I knew we couldn't pull it back out. So I said, one, the only only thing we can really do is, is push this push this baby through. Yeah. Now, through the whole time, I'm here I am, I have a headlamp on, I'm I'm looking at his leg. Joan has her has his phone. And she has video called you yes. in on the thing. So, and I watched the whole thing on video. And call. you're watching. Now, keep in mind that Joan is uh, first trimester pregnant. As you guys remember, we did, had a surprise you're pregnant party for her. If you don't know what that means, go back and listen to one of our episodes. Uh, so she's pregnant and nauseous. So she cannot be, she was not able to look at what was going on, but she was still holding, she was a trooper holding the phone. Yeah, she so did a great you, job. So, so we, we pushed the hook. We pierce it back through the skin. We put a carrot down to hold the skin down. Your idea. Great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lifesaver, yeah. Lifesaver. So that way, uh, the, you know, Otherwise the, the skin, skin was stretches, stretching. Yeah. yeah. Causing more pain. Yeah. One, like a chant, like, you know, like Juan a chant. One did it all himself. That right. was, that was, I thought that was impressive. And you know, he, it's like, because typically, typically this is something that you'll have somebody else do because it hurts so bad. Right. Well, I was going to do it, but I thought, you know what? He he knows the gauge of pain right now, and so if he can do it, I'm going to let him do it. Now, if yeah, if, if we don't, 
if we if we start messing around for ten minutes and he can't get it through, then okay, I'm I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, but, I mean, like when a man has a fish hook in him, and if he wants to be the one to push it out, you I, let I'm him a, do it. Right. You know. So we barely get it out. I clip the barb off. We slide it back through mm-hmm. and get it out. That's no problema. Leg is just fine today. Mucho. Your leg is fine. Agile. Agile. It may be even better than it was before. Yeah. This could be your super, superhero moment, like superpower moment. Stab, yeah. Stab to the fish Maybe I'll run a half marathon and see what happens. Oh, man. Make sure to... But it, it is still unknown how did I got it in there, though. Mm. There's a lot of... Yeah, because he scratches. wasn't fishing. Yeah, I was not fishing. I was putting the rod away in my garage, and all of a sudden I have like three cuts in my leg, and then it went in there. So the jury's still out. I don't know what happened. We're gonna have to talk about fishing pole etiquette mm. here pretty soon. You got You've got like a little, probably have like a little loop on your pole somewhere, like maybe right above the reel. Yes. And so what you do is you take the hook, and you loop, you hook it on there. And then that way it's not, it's, and then yeah, and then you reel it so it's tight. That way that hook's not flopping around until they get the, you. The funny thing is that I grabbed it and I was gonna, I was walking towards the sleeve, you know, the the big sleeve that you put over the the rod, uh-huh. so that this wouldn't happen. Mm. But mm. you have a big sleeve for your rod. Yeah, it's just like a, a traveling sleeve that oh. goes over it. Yeah, you know, that way, <clears throat> that way it. Uh, that way, th- things like this don't happen. It didn't get sure. tangled up, and or you don't get the hook caught. So, well, we're, I'm glad that you could still walk, Juan. Yeah, you're doing very great. thankful for you guys answering my 911 call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said many times on that call, it's like this is the weirdest video call I've ever had. <laughs> Joan, could you get closer? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm about to throw up. <clears throat> okay, so tonight we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about prayer. We're going to talk about prayer, specifically uh, a, a prayer, the Our Father. Mm, that's a good one. It's a good one. I'd say top five. Uh, top five. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas actually breaks down the Our Father, and uh, so I thought we, we, we could do that this evening. Okay. Because there's some things that he brings up that it's like, oh, I, obviously, I never thought of that. Uh-huh. You know, shocking. Yeah, yeah. Um, that he doesn't, but, uh, Sophia Press also has a book out. So uh, the reason why I actually got this book is because remember Father Patrick Briscoe, who's on our show. Yeah. Talked about leisure. You can go back and look at that, thecatholicmantra.com and find that. But he, he suggested when we asked him, well, for somebody who's never experienced St. Thomas Aquinas, mm-hmm. you know, what would you, what would you suggest them to read? And he said to read the commentaries that, that uh, Aquinas has on the Our Father, the Hail Mary and the Creed. And he mentioned that Sophia Press has a book out on it. And so uh, I went and got it uh, online. I, I don't think, I, I don't know if it's in print still or not. Yeah. But you can still, you can find it on uh, Amazon. It's like under $10. Really? Yeah. So it's really cheap. Um, and it's a great uh, like compilation of his um, commentaries of those three, pra- three uh-huh. prayers. Okay. And so I thought it'd be it'd be good to kind of go through the Our Father because it's a it's a prayer that everybody learns everybody knows uh, every Christian knows right um, 
even, you know, our Protestant brothers and sisters, we, we all pray the Our Father. This is so very this, biblical. This book is called The Three Greatest Prayers, and I see on there it's the Lord's Prayer, the Hail Mary, and the Apostles' Creed. Mm-hmm. The Mass, I guess, is not... He's saying Mass, Holy Mass aside as a prayer, you know, because that would be the, mm-hmm. the holiest prayer. Mass is a prayer, right? But it is kind of like, yeah, except for that one. Right. The, the Bible is your Obviously, favorite book. Right, exactly, right. Yep. If you could go back in time, right. aside from Jesus, who would, you know. Who would you meet? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, before he actually gets into the Our Father, he just kind of gives a, um, kind of a, a, a prepper, a tuner-upper on what uh, prayer is. Okay. So, he talks about how the, the conditions required for prayer, which he says the, uh, our, the our Father is the uh encompasses all of these things so he actually makes the case that the our father is uh the prayer that is oh i don't want to say the wrong word but preeminent well yeah uh it he does say that it's preeminent but he says it um it's what we ought to desire and what we ought to avoid it encompasses everything that we need in the christian life gotcha that's what i was trying to say it was written by god it was written by god so that that's kind of a big deal so he says there's uh, there's five conditions uh, for that's required of prayer. Okay. Uh, confidence that that it's act- that the prayer is going to be heard. Okay. Uh, rectitude that um, the prayer should have rectitude so that we ask God for that which is good for us, meaning that we ask we're asking for things that are moral and and, and according to our state in life, things that are according to our state in life. Okay. Uh, he says that it needs to have order. Should have order to it, and I agree with that. And, and mainly, like when we're asking things for in prayer, that we should be asking, we should be focused more on the spiritual needs of ourselves and the material needs of ourselves, sure, and others, obviously as well. Uh, and then he says that devotion is the fourth one. He said prayer should be devout because it's the function of devotion that makes the sacrifice of the prayer acceptable to God. Yet, and then he makes a cat. Then he kind of gives a kind of clarification on this, which Aquinas always says, by the way, throughout this whole thing, we're not going to be able to cover every little uh, distinction that he makes with each one of these, right? So it's, he, he gives like, here's one, and then like five distinctions, you know, and uh-huh. here's, in typical uh, right. Thomas style. Totally. Um, but he says that, uh, that, that it often happens that devotion grows cool uh, through prayer that's being too long. So he, 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 he hmm. says that like a devotion... It's important to make sure that prayer doesn't go too long, or unnecessary length, uh, so that uh, that's interesting. It keeps, it keeps your your devotion, your embers, you know, fervent, fervent. Yeah, um, and then humility hmm. is okay. the fifth one uh, that we should be praying in humility. Sure. And then he says that the benefits of these prayers. There's three benefits that come about. It remedies evil. It obtains that which we desire. That we should des that we should be desiring. Okay. And that it establishes a friendship with God. It makes us familiar with God. Right. And this makes sense. Uh, the more time you spend with somebody, the more you know them, yeah. the more that you know, you know who they are, what they are, what they're about. Uh, and prayer is a communication with God. Um, and so it makes sense that the more time you spend in prayer, the more time that you understand and God reveals himself to you. 
Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, he can do that in any way he 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 desire. You know, he wants. It's not determined basically like you have to spend x amount of time for him to reveal himself to you right it's not a formula right but i mean it is like a friendship any other friendship the more you spend with the person the better you get to know him right exactly yeah anything that sticks out on those on those three uh no uh, no i mean i mean we've talked about the reason why i'm not like going he 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 goes through each one of these more in great detail but we've we've in other episodes, we've kind of talked about a lot of these things. We talked about in the difficulties of mental prayer, like what prayer, like what right. prayer is used for, like what it is, what it's not. The difference between meditative prayer and contemplative prayer. We've kind of d- discussed those in previous episodes. Yeah, no, I, I think I'd rather get more into the stuff that we're actually he's breaking it down. Okay, so uh, on the other side of the break, we'll start out with our Father. Just the word. There's a lot right there. Right. In fact, Saint Teresa of Avila, I think, said. That she could, like, when she started meditating on the Our yeah, Father. She never, get, she never got past that. She never got past the two words, Our Father. Uh-huh. It's pretty funny. Which is, makes you think, man, she, her spiritual life. I stink at prayer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so when we get back, we're going we're gonna to break down the Our Father and give uh, the commentary that Aquinas talks about. For over 35 years, Select International Tours has been planning pilgrimages all across the world, and they've been doing that for a reason. Yeah, if you guys have listened to our show, then you know that we just got back from Ireland. Uh, We used Select International Tours to book our pilgrimage to Ireland. Everything went just great. It went exactly how we planned it. Right. right? In fact, one of the pilgrims uh, said that it was his the best pilgrimage he's ever been on. Right. I mean, so the thing is, they know what they're doing. If if you want to go on a nice pilgrimage uh, that's really you know oriented around experiencing the Catholic faith um, in some of the most historic, most important sites all over the world for the history of our faith, go to selectinternationaltours.com. They have pilgrimages going everywhere in the world all the time just because you know they, they do it so well, everybody wants to use them. That's right. And if you go to selectinternationaltours.com slash catholicmanshow, you'll be one of the first ones to know when we're planning our next pilgrimage, which spring or summer 2024. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So go to selectinternationaltours.com slash catholicmanshow. We want to thank Select International Tours for being a sponsor of our show, The Catholic Man Show. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Drinking a little bit of this uh, Kilkerman 2022 limited edition, their 12th edition of this. Single farm, single malt. Delicious scotch. Uh, if you get a chance to, to get some, I would, I, would, I would highly recommend it. Even though it's $100, I'd say... It's really good. It's really good. Okay, so we're going to talk about, like I said, if, if you're just tuning back in on the radio... Uh, we're talking about the Our Father, the prayer of the Our Father, and what Aquinas, his commentary on the Our Father, and, and get Dave's commentary on St. Thomas Aquinas' commentary on the Our Father. I can't wait to. Which is what everybody's here for. Can't wait to tell you what I think. Yes, I can't wait to hear it. Um, so he talks about the Our Father, and in typical, I think, Aquinas f- fashion, he, he asks the question, well, why, are we, why do we call God Father? Which I think is a, you know, that's a legitimate question. I mean, definitely an important question to ask. Yeah, I mean, yeah. uh, uh, it, Muslims do not call God Father. No, you know, and so uh, I think that's a good, good question to ask, right? Yeah. Uh, let's start there. Like, why are we like why are we why do we call him Father? Mm-hmm. And he says there's three there's three reasons uh, why. Uh, one, he created us. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty I get that one. Yep, I'm on. I'm on board with that. It says that he governs us. Uh, and when he governs us, he... he uh, it's really interesting because he, he he talks about how you know God is the creator. He he, he creates all you know that that is in existence, uh, and he governs all, right? But then he makes a distinction of humans versus everything else. Hmm. He says that God governs us as masters of ourselves, whereas he governs all other things as slaves of his will. Interesting. You know, so which makes sense, right? We have free will because we have free will. So yeah. it, it, that that's the distinction to be made, right? Is mm-hmm. that like uh, God? You know, flower does everything that it's supposed to do because God wills it, right? You know, that's the nature of the of the flower to to sprout up, to bloom, to die, to wilt, to die. Sure, right? that's how God made it, and and it it isn't in existence because it God wills it to. Mm-hmm. He also disciplines. I mean, this you know, discipline would fall under the governing. Mm-hmm. Here, you know, and obviously he dif- disciplines humanity different from the animals. They don't need his discipline because they don't ever do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Once, once again, because they don't have free will. Correct. So, uh, so he talks about he, he created us, he governs us, and then he has one that I, I would not have put in the into the category. Mm-hmm. But he says he adopts us. Yeah, but that's important. That's very important. Yeah, that he that he adopts us, and it's you know. Uh, because we're all, this is the beauty of the mystical body of Christ, that mm-hmm. we're all God's children, you know, and that, that because we're God's children, what happens when a father has children? The things that are the fathers are inherited to the children. Mm-hmm. And so by that inheritance, the, share, the sharing of the kingdom, uh, of his kingdom, uh, and we're all part, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, those who are baptized, we share in this. So he adopts us in that, in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's also like I think there's an image here of him imparting his divine life to us, right? Because in in the idea of him being our father, um, because you uh, a thing doesn't beget something else; it begets something like itself, right? Mm-hmm. So a dog begets other dogs. Humans beget other humans, right? And so if he who is God is our father, we're calling him that, right, because we're adopted, you know, that's part of what we mean when we're made in his image, right? Correct. And, and so that's just really incredible. There's a lot to sit There's a there. lot of beauty, yeah, a lot of beauty in this. Like, the, the gifts that he has in store for us, you know, and that he, ha- it's that almost he, like that he gives eye, to us right now. It's almost now. like eyes that have not seen mm. or ears that maybe haven't heard what God has ready for those who love him. You should put that on a t-shirt. That would be... It'd be a, it'd be a great t-shirt. Mm. Mm. It'd be a good tweet. <laughs> <laughs> but th- there's just, I think, um, you know, this is probably why St. Teresa of Avila could just sit here and meditate on this on these two words, our right. father, for so long, because there's so much meaning in that. The fact that we call, we would call God our father almost tells you everything about the Christian life. Right, you know, isn't that beautiful? Yeah, um, and and I think this is why it's it's. I, I was really interested in doing this this show t- tonight is because I don't know, like I'm sure other people are like me insofar as you you say they are father so many times that it, it you, you don't stop and actually think about what the words are a lot of times. Oh, I never do that. Yeah, and uh, I said I, right. that's why I yeah. put a caveat there, but 
Uh, and so to, to go through and actually remind ourselves what we're actually saying, what we're actually praying, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the weight of what we're saying, yeah, uh, I think is important. So, so he says, like, okay, so now that we know why we call God Father, he says, okay, well, what do we owe God as our Father? You know, so he created us. Okay, so what do we owe him who, who has created us? He says there's four things. Honor, and we honor him by uh, honoring him himself honoring ourselves and honoring, honoring our neighbor. Okay. So, so that makes sense, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, you give uh, Dulia, you know, you give all, uh, uh, yeah, Dulia, a form of worship to only God. Uh, no, I think it's Latria is only to Latria. God. Latria, yeah, because Dulia is, uh, Hyperdulia. Hyperdulia is for uh, Mary. our mother. Yeah. Protodulia is for Joseph. Joseph. I think Protodulia is awesome. I do too. I did not know anything about that until couple years ago yeah uh so so we give honor to him uh, to himself uh through through ourselves like how our body is a temple Mm -hmm. you know and 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 then also uh to our neighbors so we should love our neighbors as ourselves and um like one of the because they also have god as their father Right. right and so uh and then we should so honor imitation obedience and patience those are the four that he he says uh that we owe god the father uh, imitation, Im- imitation of him. We can do that by loving him, by showing mercy to others, uh, and then by um, being perfect, as he's called us to be. Tough to do some days, especially if you have five kids. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, and then obedience and patience. Actually, I think it's easier if you have five kids because, like, well, you there's, know, there's, there's some po- there's some positives and negatives, right? Like, but you're gonna be so busy. Mm-hmm. doing the things that you know are your vocation like you know it's the it's those other moments where like you have free time mm-hmm. it's like well is that exactly what god wanted me to do with my free time hard to say but i can tell you like if there's a diaper that needs to be changed he absolutely that's that's, that's this is 100 percent. you're supposed to be changing this diaper mm-hmm. and then he says then he talks about how uh, uh we uh, we, we call God out of re- out, out of reverence for others, what we owe our neighbors, because He's our Father, and it's basically just love and reverence. Okay, uh, I think those are those are two pretty self explanatory. Okay, so mm-hmm. so then He goes into who art in heaven. So our Father, who art in heaven, and He says that this is uh, this shows confidence in prayer, because he, he is in heaven. It's a loving kindness that our Father is who is in heaven. This awakens like our heavenly desires. It helps us give. Uh, heavenly life within us because we realize that if we are made in his image and likeness, mm-hmm. uh, thus uh, what he has uh, uh, is passed on to us. We will too have, yeah. We too, we too we will have. Inherit. And so it, it, it brings about heavenly desires. Uh-huh. And so he says, okay, so what is the meaning of who art in heaven? And he says, uh, it shows that there's glory, the glory of heaven because God our Father, the creator is in there, is, is there. Mm-hmm. Right, so it, it prepares us to pray uh, by imitating heavenly things, by contemplating heavenly things, and then searching for heavenly things. Okay. Uh, then he says, like it's it shows the nearness of who we uh, uh, of him, the here, the person who is listening to us, namely God in prayer, uh, and then the power, the power of the uh, of God, uh, showing who art in heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that that sticks out there. No, I mean, uh, I think that's that's interesting about the nearness of. I don't necessarily think about heaven being super near. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and he says that, he shows that in the saints, right? So, uh, because we can look back at those who've gone before us and lived the heroic, given heroic virtue and lived the, uh-huh. the, their life uh, to win the race, and now they're in heaven, uh, it shows how close we really are. Right. Okay. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Because they were here, and they were here. Now, and now they're now, now they're, they're there. there. Right. And we're here, and we could be there any to any time. Right. And there's mass too, which is heaven on earth. Heaven on. It's when the infinite me- meets the finite. Yeah. So then he says, "Okay, so our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name." Now I think this is where this is where it gets interesting. Uh, there's a couple ways I, I I didn't really think about this. So he says, "How how would be the name?" So what are the character? This shows some of the characteristics of God's name, right? How would be His name? Also, um, you have here in the notes that this is the first petition. Correct. Which I think that's interesting. I don't think about this as a petition. I didn't either. I think about it as simply recognizing. Right. You know, I'm not asking your name to be holy. I'm just recognizing that it is. Mm-hmm. That's at least how I have always meant and and intended the prayer right and he actually goes through the reasoning why for that first petition like how how that works in the book in the um Hmm. commentary so what name was he referring to when he said that hallowed be thy name yeah Uh, the father god the father but not yahweh or like do you think jesus had any specific name in mind well he, he he breaks down the characteristics of god's name in this so he says that god is uh wonderful is lovable is venerable and ineffable so like he's talking about like he's showing uh what what the characteristics of god's name is but it's our father is the name that he's he's referencing there okay that's that's what i think yeah because but then he talks about like the meaning of hallowed, of hallowed, hallowed, <laughs> uh, uh, the meaning of hallowed, okay. uh, which you know we think is is, is I just think holy. of it as holy, right? Holy. But he gives actually three uh, meanings that we can draw from that. Okay. So when we get back, we'll ju- we'll, we'll uh, talk about those meanings and get into Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. All right. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We're talking about the Lord's Prayer. The best prayer. Yeah, and we're at the part of Hallowed Be Thy Name. There is an indulgence for saying the Lord's Prayer. There is. Isn't that awesome? Mm-hmm. The church is so merciful uh, to offer so many different ways of getting it, gaining indulgences. And at Catholic Prayer Hack, at the end of the day, if you just ask to receive all the indulgences that you... Right, uh, because you have to intend to receive an indulgence. Right. So to if receive you a- it. If you ask for it, mm-hmm. the, and I, did I gain all the indulgences that I possibly could for the day? Like, in, we did an episode not too long ago on indulgences, just because you probably are doing many, many, th- many things every day. Mm-hmm. Like the sign of the cross, indulgence. Reading uh, the Bible, indulgence. indulgence. Simply lifting your mind to the Lord. Believe it or not, Indulgence. indulgence. It's so. it's indulgenced. Boom. So okay. So, but um, hallowed, you know, is, is uh, we consider holy, like sanctum, yeah. uh-huh. right? Uh, when you, the, uh, holy, 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 like uh, that we sing in mass, like yeah. sanctum. Mm-hmm. 
uh, is hallowed. It's me. It's the same thing. It means the same thing as, as or, or can be translated as uh, sancti, sanctitum. 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 Man, I don't know. Which means firm. So it means uh, thus all the blessed in heaven are called saints because they are firmly established in eternal bliss. Hmm. It's weird that, that firm and is the same thing. Right. Uh, and then also the op- it means the opposite of earthly, uh, meaning opposite of sinners. Yeah. Uh, Sancta may be rendered as unearthly, but it also may be uh, washed in blood is another one. <laughs> Uh, sanctum maybe could be holy, firm, or covered in blood. Either right. one, but this makes sense, right? Because uh, ecclesial Latin, yeah, uh, because uh, understood as washed in blood. Since the saints in heaven are called saints because they have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, yeah, that nothing. Unpure so that's that's in, probably not that's not a literal translation, but a probably like more, figurative translation. Or well, whatever well you if we call get in, if we get into uh, Latin. Translations. We're, um, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> that's not something that we should dwell on. Um, I'm sure that's what it is. Never stopped us before. <laughs> uh, so, okay, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Second petition. He says, "Thy kingdom come." This is where it's interesting because he talks about how he, we gain certain um, virtues through this, hmm. through the section. So thy kingdom come, he says, it's a gift of piety, the gift of, from the Holy Spirit, because it makes us love and desire and pray rightly. So by asking thy kingdom come, mm-hmm. uh, it gives us the gift of, of piety, because uh, he begins by, cause, by causing us in fear, the Holy Spirit, to, call, to be uh, kind of, if you understand what you're actually asking there, uh, you know, there may be some, the, some fear in which we're asking God's name to be hall, uh, hallowed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's another it's another gift for the Holy Spirit to give us piety to understand what what that what we're truly asking. Nice. Um, so the reasons for this petition is so that all things may become subject to Him, that because the kingdom signifies the glory of paradise, and because sometimes sin reigns the world. Very very often. Yeah. Yeah. To me, uh, like the the importance of the asking for His kingdom to come. Is the next line too, which I, I, mm-hmm. I hope I'm not. But at, you know, on earth. Oh, you're not going to spoil it for us. Is as that what it you're is about in to heaven. Say? Well, I don't know if I don't know <laughs> if I'm jumping ahead before you have more you want to go over here. Right. But you know, like oh, you know, we want His kingdom to come. How? Like perfectly, just like it is in heaven. Right. You know, it's not just like a oh, an imperfect version mm-hmm. of that. But we, we want it fully and completely. Right. Right here on earth. Yeah. That's, so I- we're asking for big things. Correct, and honoring him in doing so. Right. So, yeah, so this this section where he, he gives us, the, uh, he breaks down that each each line gives us a gift of the Holy Spirit and then fulfills a beatitude. Mm. So we get the gift of the Holy Spirit of piety, and then it fulfills the beatitude of the meek uh, because it's a reliance on God and a detachment of earthly goods. Okay. So, yeah, so uh, on That's earth... Cool. Yeah, so... Uh, I I did not realize uh, until I was reading this that you're being given gifts of the Holy Spirit and uh, fulfilling be, uh, you know uh, the beatitudes throughout this this prayer. So as you continue uh, unpacking the Our Father, you realize the depth and the meaning behind what we're actually saying, which is why our Lord said this is how you should pray. Yeah, because it's not just 
him, him saying like this is how like let me give you just the formula it's like no he, he he's telling you what to do because it encompasses everything in which that you should desire and avoiding everything in which you should not mm-hmm. did, did he share it with the apostles before or after the sermon of the mount uh, I don't know that, that accurately. I, I'm not sure on the timeline. I don't remember either. I'll check. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven is the next line. So this is the third petition, and it gives us the gift of knowledge. Okay. Uh, knowledge is a, is the third gift bestowed on us by the Holy Spirit uh, throughout this prayer. Mm-hmm. And it says, God's will for us uh, is eternal life, is obedience to the commandments, and the restoration of the original dignity of man. So he talks about, like, you know, well, listen, God made you in a certain way. Uh-huh. Like, he made Adam a certain way. Yes. And he desired it to be that way. Mm-hmm. But then we messed it up. Yeah. Right? The whole us, you know, the, the whole, like, it's a know, real big, it took us, like, bummer. three chapters in the Bible to mess everything up. Well... It didn't even take us that long because we weren't even we weren't even here yet in the first couple, right? But it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it took us three, and then and then it's like uh, oh. we did not make it very far, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, and then it took a, a whole lot of chat, a whole lot of books just to get us back, right? Uh, so yeah, so he says like uh, that God wills that man be restored to it, his original state and dignity that as you know as he. Sh- was created for as long as the soul was subject to God, the flesh was so subject to the spirit that was felt that had no corruption, right? So whether death or sickness or other passions was not a problem. We're not fearful of death, sickness, or other passions, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting, yeah, right? Because like you know, He made it us so that our passions would not be over, you know, we're not would not be a problem. That we'd not be worried about death. Sure, right. That we'd not worry about sickness or other passions. That well, we, I mean, death was, there was no death when he made us. He would, right. The, the, and that's why it's still abhorrent, right? I mean, even even Christ wept right, over the death of his friend Lazarus. Shortest verse in the Bible. And Jesus wept. Boom. Uh, so, yeah, so it's a gift, of, the gift of knowledge is... The gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit there. And then it fulfills the beatitude, blessed are those who mourn. Hmm. Because uh, we because uh, our eternal life is delayed, because we realize that we're not, uh, in, you know, we're not inheriting eternal life yet. And it's because we're keeping the commandment, because keeping the commandments is painful, because there's a war happening, right? Yeah, uh, sure. Um, and because uh, the flesh and the spirit are in conflict with one another, which is not how God made us. That makes sense. I don't know that I would have thought, oh, that's, it's going to, it's going to fulfill the, like the mourning. Blessed right. Blessed are those who mourn. Right, you know? me either. I, I, that's not what would have come to mind. But I think it's beautiful. I do too, yeah. Because uh, when you realize what you're created for, then, and if you're mourning because you're not at the point in which you're, you have achieved what you're created for, mm-hmm. then you realize that there's something, there's, emptying that you know there, there's something that's missing there it reminds me of mary I, I often will think about her after the resurrection continuing to live for a number of years you know without her son like physically with her i mean obviously she was a deep communion with him at all times right. but 
still that that had to be a, a tremendous suffering for her yeah and i also think that at the assumption the like ecstatic joy that she had to have in the yeah, assumption like, like i'm coming right to see to be able to hold her son get again. me off this rock right <laughs> uh yeah i think that's beautiful uh so so okay so uh that will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread now this is something we've talked about I think uh, in an early episode yeah. of the of the Catholic Man Show. This just portion, like what, uh-huh. is, what what bread are we talking about here? Right. What does daily right really mean? Um, but it's a gift of so the gift of the Holy Spirit of fortitude that we can continue on our journey that we may persevere. That so it's a it's a a petition to God that He may give us that which we need to win the race. Uh-huh. You know to 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 uh, make it to our end, our eternal end. Mm-hmm. And it says. It also uh, arise, uh, sins arise from desiring temporal goods, so it keeps us at bay from the from the desires of greed, fraud, uh, um, excess, uh, voraciousness, ingratitude, and current concerns of uh, earthly possessions. So basically, it helps us to 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 remind ourselves that the temporal goods here are not what we should be desire. Like, it's right. not the main thing that we should be desiring. It's also interesting that, you know, we're not asking for tomorrow's bread. We're just asking for today's. Right. You know, just just give me what I need for today. Mm-hmm. Because it's, there's like an implicit in it, trust in the Lord in this petition. Mm-hmm. That I know that tomorrow you'll give me what I need then. Right. So I'm not worried about that. I'm just asking for my needs of the day. Mm-hmm. And what are the, you know, the, two, the uh, twofold meeting of, the, of bread, right? So... Is clearly like there's the Eucharistic bread, yeah, the manna that came down from heaven, uh, the you know sacramental, but also the, the the other word is the word of God. Mm-hmm. So there's two two meanings there within uh, give us this day our daily bread. So we're out of time on uh, Catholic Radio. If you go check us out on the podcast, thecatholicmanshow.com, uh, you can give us some support also by going patreon.com/slash thecatholicmanshow. Get some cool gifts. This Catholic Mancho Glee pairing glass that I've been enjoying this Kilkelman uh, scotch this evening with you. It's been a blast. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus. Cheers. So let's just uh, briefly mention the, what the daily, the word daily. Okay. Um, which you can find in uh, what Brant Petrie's. Yeah, Brant Petrie's book, which is like one of probably the book I have recommended more than any other. Uh, is Jesus, Jesus and the Jewish Jesus Roots of the, the Eucharist. Eucharist. Yeah. It's just an incredible, an incredible book. Um, also, I think uh, The Lamb Supper by Scott Hahn, I think he, he talks about this as well. He, might, he may have. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've read that one. Yeah, me too. I uh, actually it, have like this whole section over here uh, of Scott Hahn books. Yeah. And Br- so I have like Scott Hahn and Brant Petrie basically. They do, they do end up going together very well. Well, Brant Petrie was, is a student of right. Scott Hahn's. Yeah. So but, that makes sense. I mean, their thoughts... And I was like looking through it the other day. And I was like, "Oh man, that's such a great book." Oh man, that's such a great book. Yeah. You know, I would like said that like I don't know five or six times as I was going through all the books that he had, that, that I have of his. Juan and I just finished a Bible study on by Brant Petrie. It was on uh, Mary, so it was like kind of going through mm. and finding all these Marian things within the Bible at, that Brant Petrie did, and it was really, really good. Mm. Brant Petrie is just awesome. Mm-hmm. He he really is, but. Um, he he goes through this about 
the Lord's Prayer. And the word daily, he, he, he shows how like, well, it can be translated as daily, that you could do that. But it's a very, very difficult word to translate because it appears nowhere else. This is the only use of this word. Wait, is it super substantial? It is super, sub- yeah, super substantial. That's how um, Jerome translated it into Latin. Mm-hmm. Um, in Hebrew, this word uh, like doesn't appear anywhere else. So it's there's no um, there's no benchmark to compare this word to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, if you yeah, if, like when Jerome translated it as super substantial, that's a big difference between give us this day our super substantial bread because. Super substantial, what does that mean? Super substance, um, it means like divine bread, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, sounds a lot like the Eucharist, wow, you know. Not a hard, uh, yeah. dot, not hard dots to connect there. Right, and so it, it just totally changes. Well, what is it that we're actually asking for? Mm-hmm. Are we just asking for the needs of the day? Which we are, we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're asking for that and so much more. Right, mm-hmm. um, that the grace of the Eucharist would, you know, live in our hearts. It's almost, almost like a um, spiritual communion, mm. a prayer of spiritual communion. That's one thing. Uh, as one of the uh, silver linings, so to speak, of the whole COVID nineteen wreck, yeah, is that people realized that, uh, oh, you can, like, if I can't go to mass, I could, I could receive, you know, I can pray. For spiritual communion, yeah, not the same, but it. Definitely, but a great thing to do. But a great thing to do. And then I thought, like, that's just that's still not really part of my routine. And for years, I've been saying I need to make you, a habit of doing spiritual, like saying the spiritual communion prayer or something. You, you know what I thought of? I should make it have uh, not only mine but my kids, even the ones who are too young to receive communion. Right. Yeah. Because you can still do that. Right. There's no rule about it. That's a good idea, bro. I know. Spiritual communion prayer. I, I know. And I, I have not been very successful at implementing this. I'm going to do it before you do. Very. I, I hope you, you know do. what? I think that, that that is likely. Juan, when he fixes his mind on, on something. something. There is, is a clear it vision. It is fixed. Yes. Um, that is but something that is good, that Juan does well. On the, on the daily bread topic, I wanted to also give the, the image of the, the manna in the, in the desert. Only appeared for that day, mm-hmm. you know. It's like any other mm-hmm. day. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. So right, yeah. And if they collected it, tried except on Friday, they could collect that's right. two days worth. But otherwise, it would be worm eaten mm-hmm. in, in the next day, right? If they didn't eat it all. Um, the the other thing is that one of the one of the things that the Jews believed about the Messiah is that he was going to bring back. The, the manna from heaven, the divine, uh, the miraculous bread, right? the manhu, the what is it. Uh, and so here, at, at this point when he's giving the Our Father, he is teaching the Our Father and giving this prayer. He has a, a, a large following. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Uh, yeah, at this point, there's a lot of people who are like uh, becoming disciples of his and following him and putting, you know, Growing in, in a lot of numbers. And this is around the same time when people try to make him king. Right. Uh, so it was during the same one of the Mount that he shared the Lord's it, Prayer. It was like right there. During, I, don't, yeah. I don't remember if it was right before or right after, but it's it's right with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so 
here he is. Mm-hmm. The people are expecting, you know, like, oh, he's going to become king. Mm-hmm. And he's asking, he's like, oh, this is how you pray, talking about retur- the return of the divine manna from heaven. Mm-hmm. So there's just so much to impact so in that. much in this one line. Right. Even in just this, the one word. Right. Which we, I don't remember how, like, to me, super substantial and daily, those are just not the same thing. You know, I don't remember right. how we get to, and uh, Dr. Brant Petrie talks about how it's like, yeah, it can be daily. Mm-hmm. But it's like, to me, it seems pretty clear it should be super substantial. Right. And that should probably, it's like, why are we still using the word daily? I don't, I don't know. Especially when it comes right after today. Right, you exactly. Know, it makes it so much more confusing. Give us this day. It's like, give us this day our daily bread today. You know, like. Right. Yeah, you said that. Wait, do you want it today? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and th- so the next part, though, this is, we've talked about this, I can't remember, but recently on on an episode. Oh, it was actually last week when we were talking about uh, the consequences of sin. Mm. Uh, but we, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass yeah. against us. This is the part of the Our Father for me that when I put emphasis on something, like uh, uh, like on my cadence of praying the Our Father, yeah. this is this is the part that I. This is the crescendo, uh, for me. Yeah, uh, just to, to remind myself because I constantly am needing. Like I'm typically when I'm praying, it's you know mostly praying like for mercy. Very often, if if I have not be- gotten distracted yet, which in, is in really, the Our Father, really, uh, really great because this is almost the end. Right, but this is the line where I will come back. Go off. Oh, go off. Right, because I start thinking about like, hey, who do I need to forgive? Mm, I see. And then, but you know, like my mouth doesn't stop moving. Mm-hmm. I, keep, I keep saying the prayer, but my mind is now doing other things mm-hmm. about like, do I need to forgive anybody? You know, because the thing is, selfishly, I want to be forgiven, okay? <laughs> and if like ha- I have to forgive uh, other people to, so that I get forgiven... Selfishly, you know, like I want to do that. Did you forgive me for that crazy hack that I gave you at the basketball game today? I did. Good. Because I also did it to you. So <laughs> you were forgiven. <laughs> um, when when you only play basketball like once a year, it's hard not, not to, to just foul. foul the crap out of people. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, and it's not even on purpose. It's just like, you know what? I don't do this very often. And mine was on purpose. Yeah. Well, it's a couple of mine were too. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so this is a gift of counsel. <laughs> mine was on purpose. Mine definitely was on purpose. Uh, this is an interesting one because it's a gift of counsel. Uh, hmm. yeah. I mean, I think it makes sense, but yeah, it does I, make I, sense. I, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't have uh, linked those two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then, and then this is with the sixth petition: it lead us not into temptation. Yeah, and see, I you almost might think that that would be counsel. Right. Uh, but then, so this... And, and we talked really about this a number of years ago on the show. This particular... It was like one of the questions that yeah. you brought up, like, mm-hmm. is is God leading us into temptation? You know, does mm-hmm. God tempt us? And obviously the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it, this... Uh, the angelic doctor himself goes into spiritual warfare in this uh, section of the, of the Our Father, obviously. Uh because he talks about there's three sources of temptation, the world, the flesh, and the devil. 
the flesh, the flesh instigates man to evil, and the flesh entices man from good. So it's a positive and negative, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, that it it detracts him from from puts blinders on what is good. Yeah, but then entices him for the evil, and and uh, you know. The flesh does this so well, where something looks so appeasing, so uh, you know something that's so desirable, and then uh, you you engage in that, and then at the end you realize, oh, that's not fulfilling. Yeah, that, that did not. Th- that was a, a a shell of what it actually was being portrayed. Yeah, and sometimes it will. The flesh will Hashtag use eros. Yeah, I, I was, that's exactly what I was going to say. You know, this is eros, mm-hmm. um, but it will use the good. In a disordered way, right? Right, you know. So if like if one, if one piece of cake is good, fifteen is better, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then you you finish fifteen, you're like, well, I don't feel I don't feel fulfilled. Maybe it was sixteen. Right. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe I was maybe my mouth is just off by one. Right. Maybe I should. Maybe I need to double down. Jim dating all the daughters of gluttony over there. <laughs> hey hey. He broke up with him, okay? <laughs> In a text. <laughs> In a text. <laughs> At a diner. <laughs> uh, that's just a, a callback on one of our... Go, go check out The Daughters of Gluttony. That was the episode we did. And Jim goes, I dated all of them. I probably dated them all. <laughs> that was... so. Anyway. One uh, of the funniest thing Jim's ever said. Yeah. So then the devil, the devil deceives man and enthralls man into his sin. I hate that guy. Yeah, so he, so the devil is so good, we've talked about this before, but and it's worth saying again that it, it, the devil's game is the divide and conquer, that he divides man up. So this is why you know we're made for communion. We're made to be in community. And his goal is to separate us mm-hmm. from one another. The word diabolic literally means to separate. To separate. Dia is a means two. Right. It's the opposite of the word symbolic, which is symboline in Greek, which means to bring together. Because we're Greek scholars. I am on Wednesday. Nice. But today Sunday, bro. Dang it. But uh, yeah, so I mean, so he does that, so that w- and then makes you feel like you're the only one that's struggling with this sin. Yeah. Right. Because then what happens? What happens whenever you get together with other guys, you know, and you're in your uh, men's groups or your, your your friendships, and you actually have real, uh, you know, conversations, real meaningful conversations. You sit there listening to somebody who's like, kind of pouring their heart out or being vulnerable or whatever, you know, just discussing their states in life, and mm-hmm. you realize, oh, I'm struggling with that too. Mm, yeah. Right. And this is yeah. Or I've I've struggled with that, or I ha- I have struggled or with I have, that. Yeah. Or- right. Uh, and in the world, the world, you know, awakens us to the desire of the earthly goods and threatens uh, us for persecution, mm. which I think is very interesting, right? So this is why uh, at the earlier, and Aquinas actually, I think, talks about this, if I remember correctly, that, you know, w- we received the gift of fortitude earlier from the gift of the Holy Spirit that we may persevere. Uh-huh. Uh, and the reason why is that's before this is because... Uh, lead us not into temptation, threatening, uh, knowing that the world is going to persecute us. If he hated our Lord, they're going to ha- the world is going to hate us too. Right, right. And so we ha- we should be fortified in 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 Christ to 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 move forward and know that we're going to be hated by the world. That's just the reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so anyway, so I think that this is a a a, a beautiful 
he goes through the whole spiritual warfare uh, aspect of, of, of this line, which I think is really great. Uh, okay, so, and then, uh, but deliver us from evil, the seventh petition, that God prevents evil, that he comforts the suffering, that he rewards the afflicted, and that God strengthens the men through trials. So these, this is, and he goes through each bullet point, this is four, right? So that he, God prevents evil, he comforts the suffering, he rewards the afflicted, and that he strengthens men going through trials. Uh, all four of those he goes into in depth for each one. I don't think it's, you know, we won't, we won't go through it tonight, but I do think it's interesting that, uh, you know, but deliver us from evil. This is, um, the last one I thought was interesting because it says God strengthens men through trials. You're, you're desiring, you're asking, you're petitioning to be delivered from evil. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be given it. Hmm. You know, that, that, uh, he may just give you the strength to persevere through it. Right, which would be de- being delivered from it, you know, like. Well, not not like you've been delivered, like completely, like. Well, like, there's, there's it, more than one ways, more than one way, you know, like one way you get out of it is by giving the grace to endure it, right, until it's but over. Not, but not not uh, having not received it. Right. Yeah. There's a difference between like it never happening to you, and then it happens to you, but he gives you the grace to persevere. Right. And it's really beautiful, actually, if you uh, walk through. You know, uh, as I was reading through this, you know, this is also almost the agony in the garden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, as you're going through and you're praying this, our Father, you realize, oh, this is this is a lot of what Christ was praying in the agony in the gar- of the yeah. garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that He doesn't want you know let this cup pass, but it, not my will be done, but Your will be done. Yeah. Uh, which I think is beautiful, and so like he he just kind of he talks about that uh, he concludes. He was saying that this this whole part contains everything that men should desire, and what we ought not what we ought to avoid. Uh, which is, uh, you know, the blueprint of of the Christian life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why the church says that this is a preeminent. I mean, this prayer stands above all all the others because mm-hmm. it really does have everything in there. Right. So I think that, uh, you know, we've talked about throughout, you know, the last uh, couple of months, we've talked about prayer a lot. We've talked about uh, different types of prayer, you know, and we've gone through a lot of um, discussions in prayer, you know, on prayer. Yeah. And I think that it's easy to to talk about prayer. It's easy to, 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 to try to implement it. But if you haven't uh, cultured... Uh, cultivated that virtue if you have not if, if prayer is is still very difficult to do mm-hmm. uh, I think that there is some satisfaction in knowing that this prayer is the one you should be praying yeah and don't, and that you don't have to come up with your own prayer it's like right. you know you don't have to because you know St. Francis de Sales talks about how, how you enter into meditative prayer we've talked about ways of mental prayer we've talked about all these different ways of like getting into Mental prayer and contemplation, receiving right. uh, contemplative thoughts, you know, from God, and like that can be overwhelming. That can be a little intimidating. That can be it does seem like a tall order to like, even though sit we're all made for con- uh, sometimes contemplation, right? right? So, yeah, but you can say this, and you know, one thing that helps me when I say the Our Father because you don't want to just say the words; you want to mean the intention, mm-hmm. right? You want to unite your own will to 
the intent behind the prayer and the motive. And like the, the thing that just will help me so much is just slow down. You know, uh, if, you're, if you're saying this prayer, like it's not a race. Um, like just take your time. Take your time with it and just slow down to give yourself some space so that your mind can ponder these things, so that your imagination can be united with, with your prayer and, you know, let yourself wonder about, about some of these things. And that for me, like that really, really helps. Yeah. I uh, get a lot out of it. Quoting the great uh, philosopher and 21st century philosopher, John Mayer, say what you mean to say. Just say it. Say what you mean to say. And if you don't, you'll just be waiting on the world to change. <laughs> but your body will be a wonderland. <laughs> okay. <laughs> check, check, and check. Uh, I don't know if we can end any better. I, don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? You no, want? no. 